0: Hey guys, welcome to the Woodland Podcast. I'm joined today by none other than Rev Dev and our lead pastor Lenny Lucchetti. So we just wrapped up part four, part four, mm-hmm. yeah, part four of our series "Shaped by History on Mission." Mm. So, Pastor Lenny was spending some time with the family on spring break, yeah. and.
1: How's your trip? It's great. Went to Pennsylvania to see my mother-in-law, so it wasn't that good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love my mother-in-law, (laughs) dude. She's awesome when she's asleep. Um, My
0: my mother-in-law is definitely watching this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I knew uh, I was leaving the congregation in the capable hands of Thane, Pastor Thane, who uh, did a great job with uh, the message here at uh, the Battle Creek campus Mm. on mission. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome.
2: How was Marshall? Oh, Marshall's awesome. We were a week behind you guys. Oh yeah, so, you guys are
0: preaching on this this weekend.
2: Uh, yeah, we're on it this weekend. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and if I do a half of as good a job as you did, I oh, will be honored. I'm glad. Honored and blessed. <laughs> yeah. You tell us. How did you? How did? What, what were your takeaways? What were you most passionate about after walking out of that sermon?
0: Yeah, it was. As I, as I was prepping it, I mean, this is a new role to me, kind of overseeing, like moving into the missions world, and. It's such, I don't know, there, there's so much gray when it comes to people. Like I'm just learning that every person's walk is different, every per- person's journey is different. Mm-hmm. And the more I talk, I'll talk to people like, man, I'm really passionate about this kind of ministry. And someone else said, like, I'm really passionate about this kind of ministry. So just finding a way as a church, like how do we model going well? Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that you always say, pastor, is you say we're, we're called to gather we're called to grow, and we're called to go. And then you, uh, what is it? You say what, that when gathering matches the people, the amount that are gathering matches the amount of people that are growing in groups and mm-hmm. classes, matches the amount of people that are going. That's the sign of a healthy church. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, you look at the Book of Acts, mm-hmm. uh, which you were in some this week, and uh, you know they, they gathered to grow together mm-hmm. and then go together. And I love the point you made in the sermon, thing about you know when the Holy Spirit came in the mm. book of acts it wasn't just for some spiritual warm fuzzies it mm. was actually to get the church that was gathered in an upper room mostly f- because they feared the jews yeah. were going to kill them like they yeah. killed jesus and yeah. so they're huddled together gathered together and when the holy spirit comes the church goes out yeah and, and that's always been the way it is and in the book of mm. acts is sort of this progression from going out into jerusalem to Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. That's where the book of uh, the book of Acts ends with yep. Paul in Rome mm-hmm. in Gen- on Gentile turf. Yeah, as far as you can go from from Jerusalem, really Jerusalem to Rome, mm-hmm. and so uh, we need to do a, a good job as a church of getting our people going out in Jerusalem, locally, yep. Judea and Samaria, as you yep. talked about, nationally, regionally, and then to the ends of the earth. Yep. And some people have a heart for the global church, yep. global, you know, the global society. Some people have <laughs> a real heart for <clears throat> local ministry. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it's vital. Like, if a church is going to walk it out well, they have to have all the expressions. They have to have local, they have to have regional, national, and global. But the Bible's really clear that it starts locally. I love, like, if I didn't have time to go through the entire... Kind of acts three through seven or whatever it is but i love that when they were filled they went out and started finding the needs of their community mm-hmm. and they all pooled together resources they all pooled together everything that they had and it, they met the needs to where there is no more need among them that were gathered absolutely
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah we so, and so sometimes you have to meet the the felt need of people before you can meet the spiritual need. And Jesus was so good at that. Like, Jesus fed hungry people. He met a felt need. And a lot of times in the church, we have to, you know, we we can do that. We can meet felt needs. We can clothe the naked, feed the hungry, uh, care for the sick, visit the imprisoned. But after Jesus fed someone... Uh, he said, "I am the bread of life." So yeah. he met yeah. the felt need, but then he also offered the spiritual food, right?
2: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, I love. I personally loved your point. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to botch it here, so give me grace. Yeah. Uh, you said something along the lines of uh, Jesus didn't suggest. Yeah. He didn't uh, ask. It was. It wasn't the great suggestion. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, wasn't the great yeah, suggestion sure. or the great whatever. It was the great. Yeah, yeah. Great consideration. Great. It was the great commission. I, I loved how you said that. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it spoke to my heart. Just showing the importance of my life. Am I living out my life as a personal Christ as as a Christ follower? Am I living it out as a suggestion? Mm-hmm. Am I living it out as uh or am I living it out as a commission. Yeah. Um, it really made me search, search myself, and, and I'm sure it made people search as, mm-hmm. as they're asking themselves. So, and I love how you, yeah, access, I mean, you see the Holy Spirit descend, and it shows you immediately what the Holy Spirit's in the business of doing. Yep. For me, for me, it shows me two things. One, He's dramatically going to impact your life, and two, I want the impact of the Holy Spirit in my life to impact the life of somebody near me, which yeah. is, you know, going out in, in missions. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I, I used to... Yeah. Growing up in the church, missions, ironically, was never something I was like, because I I loved the inner workings of, like, I loved worship, I loved creative, I loved, where missions is kind of a newer passion for me where I always thought missions, like, oh, that's the people that are really, like, if you love adventure and you love, you're a super empathetic or compassionate person, and yeah, missions is what you're called to, but that's not what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Like, the Bible says that each and every one of us are called to go and share the hope that we have uh-huh. in Jesus, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that might look different for each other. So, yeah. Definitely,
1: yeah. I mean, that's, that's really the heart, you know, of the biblical story, shaped yeah. by His story from Genesis three, where we corrupted creation. Ever since then, instead of God saying, "Well, to hell with them," yeah. uh, mm-hmm. God has been on a mission to build a bridge back to us, or yeah. build a bridge through which we can come yeah. to Him. And so, yeah. I, it seems it's interesting to me that when the Holy Spirit comes it forces the church to go out to people who don't know Christ. Mm -hmm. The last thing Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew, the Great Commission, Mm -hmm. was really telling his disciples to go out and reach people. And it seems to me that—and this is going to sound a bit judgmental, I hope it doesn't come across that way—but it seems to me that the more intimately connected we are to the Spirit of God through Jesus Christ, the more we'll love what God loves, the more yeah. we'll be compelled to go out on mission because yeah. we have a missionary God. Yeah. He's 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 constantly on mission to bring yeah. people back to Him yeah. uh, and to care for people's needs. So, I think it's hard. I think it's hard to be in Christ, maybe impossible to be in Christ and truly not have a heart for people far from God. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think it's inconsistent. I really yeah.
2: do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Were you about to say something? Nope. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, one thing I, I love to is uh, for me personally in my own life, I, sometimes I can get so mission-minded that I forget something that somebody told me, um, Raul from Hood Church here oh, in yeah. Battle Creek. Yeah. He told me this that I'll never forget. He uh, said, Devin, one, one of the great, and this obviously applies to me as a minister and to us, but to everybody watching this, this applies. One, uh Your greatest ministry is between your front door and your back door. Mm. You can get so focused on... Outside, um that you have people within your own home yeah. that need to hear about the hope of Christ and the good news of christ and and then to follow up on what you just said uh chris Conrad i don't know if anybody knows him, but Chris <laughs> Conrad uh said the best thing you can offer to anybody around you is your own personal intimate walk with Jesus Christ. That's right. So the more on fire that is, the greater impact you're going to have on the Absolutely. people around you.
0: So, well, and, so. and the closer we walk with Jesus, the more that our heart begins to pain for the things that pains Jesus' yeah. heart. Like, yeah. uh, I had a I did an internship past in a previous ministry environment, and one of the guys said, the, the worst prayer that I ever prayed is, God, break my heart for what breaks yours.
2: Oh, dangerous prayer. Mm-hmm.
0: And Because when you begin to pray that, God will begin to reveal things to your eyes, to your ears, to your heart, we you used to be able to like look past them, mm-hmm. where then you begin to think, oh man, I might be the one that needs to go out. I might need to be the one that goes in and shines Jesus in that place. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. always gonna be like, oh, that, that highway, thing where like if you're driving down the highway, oh, someone will, someone will take care of that. But you do that for
1: 4,000 cars
2: yeah. and
0: no one stops. You right. might
1: be the one that needs to stop.
2: Yeah, yeah. and that's to good. me,
1: that's one of the hardest things about being a Christian. Mm-hmm. Because if you really believe the gospel, if you really believe it, like to your toes, right, um, it, it's going to bug you mm-hmm. nonstop that there are people... Going through life without life, yeah, right? and not experiences. I think it's in Timothy, life that is truly life, yeah, and, and it should bug us, yeah. Right? But that's sort of the thorn in our flesh as Christians. If, again, if we really believe that Christ replaces loneliness with with fellowship and emptiness with with hope, it's going to drive us crazy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, we, so I think a lot of us get so frustrated, I and mean, we, I don't know a Christian who has not prayed for their lost family member yeah. or friends, right? Yeah. So. But I think after a while, we get so exhausted by it and frustrated by it that we give up praying, give Mm. up proclaiming, Mm. give up meeting real needs, felt needs. And so we just kind of throw up our hands and say, well, I'm not doing any good. Yeah, Yeah. Um, That's frustrating. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Leonard Ravenhill said this. Yeah, you know me and my Leonard Ravenhill quotes. You love you some Leonard. I love my son <laughs> I Leonard love Ravenhill. Hey, my name's Leonard. Yeah, yeah no, Leonard. there we go. Another See, Leonard. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Leonard 2.0 <laughs> we have here. Uh, he said a lot of people uh, a lot in especially in America we're good at uh, Christians are good at coming to the cross. Very few Christians will get up onto the cross mm. and sacrifice themselves for the for for the advancement of the kingdom and uh, I think if you come to the cross, but never crawl your way up onto the cross and sacrifice your life, which is your true and proper worship, according mm-hmm. to scripture, I think something will bug you. Exactly. It will bug you that yeah. that you've you've done half of it. Um, you've come to it. Now it's time to crawl upon it. Well, come and it,
0: deal, it, it's countercultural, too, because we, especially in, in Western civilization, are so trained to be self self self-serving like self-protective self we have a magazine
1: called self Self, yeah and selfie it's
0: it's another thing when you can look at what god has done in you and say okay this is it now a burning thing inside of me where it has to go out Mm -hmm. because when you get so passionate about something to where you're not okay staying okay that's when god like anytime you see god move even in the past hundred years it's because there's been a hunger in his people That been like we want to see God move in this or this and this, and they could not contain it. Mm Right? Like that's where you see revival happen. That's where you see things begin to shift culture. That like when when I read, it's hard not to get cynical when I read things like every need was met, Mm because I'm like there's no way that Mm -hmm. like even in Lakeview, even in Battle Creek, like there's no way that we could ever get to where every needy person where there was no needy among them but if we can spread the gospel and we can spread relationship and hope that jesus brings if it can be done
1: back then we serve the same god now yeah, right and again it starts with you just mentioned thing prayer yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, i think and any significant missional movement of the church out yep. has often come on the heels of a movement of prayer, which is one of the reasons we're having the concert of prayer this Sunday night, six o'clock, right here. (laughs) Uh, uh, So honestly, I mean, when God's people get on our faces and pray for the needs of our local community, Mm -hmm. our nation, and our world, it's almost like the heart of God through the spirit comes into us. And we begin to love what God loves and hate what he hates. He loves people and he hates people disconnected from him. And so when that love comes into us, we can't help but go yeah. out. So it does start with prayer. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, yes. good. Yeah. that's
2: good. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because prayer really is it's it's not
0: just you going to God and saying, Hey God,
1: can you do these
0: things for me? It's us saying, I want to understand your heart. Show me your like one of one of my prayers in throughout marriage is God help me see Sarah the way that you see Sarah. So mm-hmm. even when I'm thinking about missions, one of the prayers I had for this weekend sermon is when I'm when I'm talking about different people groups or different nations, like help me see those people, the way that you see those people, because yeah. if it's I good. saw those people through your lens, God, and not my lens, my actions will probably start to look a little bit different,
1: right? I, mean. and I think it's it's, so. I think it's and I think it's just seeing people. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's is like I love one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's kind of gets overlooked is, is the rich young ruler in Jesus. Mm-hmm. and Jesus. Yeah. says and he was kind of an arrogant guy, self righteous, rich, you know, and just like had it all together. Comes to Jesus basically saying, "I deserve the kingdom." uh you know I, what do i need to do to enter eternal life and it says when, when we would look at him and have a little bit of disgust it says jesus looked at him yeah and loved him loved him. Like yeah. he wow. saw he saw him yeah and i think it starts with just being on our face in prayer seeing god's yeah. heart but also seeing people around us yeah,
2: yeah. that's really good yeah Get, getting but, face to face with people yeah yeah if I share any more, I'm gonna end up preaching my sermon <laughs> this week. So. You guys get to tune in next. Yeah. Uh,
0: but by, by this by this time next week, Devin's it will, will be, be up online. Too, but so what Marshall I can pull campus. away from
2: this is. Thane has taken this time to say how great his mother in law is, yep. and he's also taken this, his time to say how great his wife is. A little self serving. So, yeah, uh, speaking of self serving, Thane, <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: I'm going to yeah. score some points yeah. with everybody yeah. I need yeah. to score points no with. No kidding.
2: <laughs> hey, and I, even,
0: I shouted out Derek. I shouted out
2: you shot this guy. guy.
0: Good heavens.
2: No, yeah. Guy. It's awesome.
0: Good. Well, hey guys, thank you for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this weekend and begin to pray, even in yourselves. What are the things that God is putting in my heart where I need to go yeah. out and interact with the community around us? And then join us this Sunday at the Battle Creek campus at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. 6, six o'clock. o'clock. We're gonna be having a concert of prayer at our Battle Creek campus. So hope to see you guys there. Tell then. Peace. See you see later. You <laughs>